0: Our second reading of Scripture this day comes to us from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 6, verses 17 to 26. And if you would like to follow along, you can turn to a a Bible if you have one handy, or you can follow along in the bulletin insert. Let us listen now to God's holy word as it comes to us this day. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples were there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven, for that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated false prophets. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. You know, once again, we're going to soon come up and celebrate another holiday. I think tomorrow is actually it. When we'll celebrate another holiday uh, of uh, named after a saint, who a multitude of Christian traditions uh, venerate. I always find the story or the mythos behind these individuals to be quite interesting. Like St. Patrick, for example, who was said to drive out all the snakes from Ireland, but there were already no snakes in Ireland by the time St. Patrick was there. So I, maybe it's metaphor, it's a metaphor, which it probably is. Likewise, when it comes to St. Valentine, we don't know much about who they were, except most likely they were probably executed as a martyr of the faith. Without getting into too much detail, a beheading. Not really the first thing that comes to mind when someone says, happy Valentine's Day. Though maybe not romantic love, The love of God St. Valentine had is pivotal for us as this holiday approaches as a reminder and as something that is key for our reading that we hear today. Because love is often not the binary we first make it out to be in this series of blessings and woes. Love is often more complex and exists within this gray zone. As we hear these words today, can we recall love that overcomes the myths or the legends that we've created for ourselves that keep us from loving God and loving one another? What keeps us from blessing one another as God blesses us. For just as a cloud of myths and legends surrounds the saints of old, we too find that we live in the midst of tall tales and fables. For a while now, for for a while, not just recently, not just the past few years that were due to the pandemic and politics, we've lived for quite a while now as though a set of divinely ordained binaries either or governs our world. You're right, you're wrong, you're with us, you're against us. I don't care if it's a good idea, I would never trust that because it came from someone who's an X, you fill in the blank. These are the kind of things we've been telling ourselves, the mythos we've created and we've come to believe that this is the only way the world can work, the only way things work. So when we hear Jesus giving a lesson to those who had gathered, a lesson that involves blessings and woes, Our first assumption is that the binary we've become so used to applies to what Jesus is teaching, but it doesn't. Jesus shakes up our understanding of what it means to be blessed or what it means to face the consequences that happen when we don't follow on the life way of God. Contrary to the culture we've become so accustomed to, blessings, blessings, friends, are not a statement or a judgment of one is better than the other. Instead, blessings are opportunities. Blessings are an opportunity to bridge the gap that leads us to the fullness of God's heart. So how can a blessing, a free, a selfless gift, indicate status or favor with God? Well, the answer should be clear. It can't. God does not love us more if we are poor. God does not love us more if we are mourning, just as God does not hate us if we do have good things to eat, or if we can laugh, or if we are well off. What these blessings and woes emphasize, though, is how God cares deeply for us and how God asks us to care deeply for ourselves and one another. For those who are poor, for those who are mourning, there is a promise of hope. There is a promise that tomorrow is another day with new opportunities. For those who are well off, for those who do have good things to eat, there is a call to live out with our hearts and our minds open and a spirit of generosity. Once again, we live in between the realities of blessings and woes. It's not either or, We can't be fully blessed. We also don't live fully in woes. We live somewhere in between. We live each new day with a chance to attune or tune our hearts to the heart of God. This kind of culture we've created for ourselves reminds me a lot of that uh, trench warfare, I guess, that they did in World War I, where you had two sides who were just deeply fortified. And in between, you had this no-man's land, land or a part of the field that no one really could claim because of how things were set up, just this desolated battlefield. In many ways, I think we could say that that is quite reflective of a culture we've created for ourselves today. But something for us that we need to remember is that in the midst of the destruction in that no man's land, in the midst of our own bickering of either or you're with us or against us, you're right or wrong, there's probably an old tree or a new flower with its roots that, as we heard in our reading from the prophet Jeremiah, that are reaching down, that will persevere, that will continue through harsh weather. And in that place, friends, is where we find the hope God is holding firm for us. If only we can see then life anew. Because God is creating something new in our presence. God is leading us somewhere new. To a place where the old spiritual says there is no sickness, toil, nor danger. It's a place where the hungry are fed a place where those who are mourning are comforted, the poor are given what they need, and the despised a place of welcome. It's a place where Jesus holds everything together, holds it all together. Those who have, those who have not, those who are hurting, those who are okay. It's a spiritual and physical home that God promises to rectify and bring about in our midst, and a home where we are called to address these maladies and gaps in our own lives. Amid these blessings and woes, there's another question Jesus is asking us. Jesus in these lessons are asking us the question of is our heart focused on the promises of God? Are our hearts focused on the promises of God? Are our lives focused on living what Jesus would later say in Luke? Are we living lives that are focused on living rich toward God? Or are we only living in a way where we're counting blessings, counting woes, as if it's some type of game that can be won or lost? Rich toward God is what Jesus tells us to focus on. And in our hearing of his teachings today, we are called to identify the areas in our lives that need attention, that break the stories we have told ourselves, the myths we have told ourselves, that break the cycle of our own either self-loathing or hatred of one another, our own failure to see beyond how we think the world works. In many ways, we might say that blessings are almost more of a perspective than a miraculous act of God, though they certainly are. But blessings are certainly a way in which God gives us the ability to see the world as it was created to be. And those who go astray witness the consequences of such actions. We can participate in the shared vision of experiencing the fullness of Of God. So let us go with hearts that rejoice at the good news of life and love. There will come a time when we all will be blessed, when there will be no more woes, when Jesus comes to bring blessings, to bring and rectify and restore creation. There will be a time for that. But for now, Jesus invites us daily to ask ourselves, how we might live rich towards God and how we will bridge the gaps that keep us separated from one another. It is not easy work, but work that is required of all of us, of all disciples, as we go out with hearts yearning and longing for the peace God offers. So let us go. And be a blessing. Let us go be a blessing to one another as God blesses us. God who bridged the gap between eternal death and eternal life. So let us hear that good news and do likewise for one another. Amen. Thanks again for listening